0: Today, reviewing *Mandalorian* season one, the TV show that has built Disney Plus and helped rebuild some good faith between fans and Lucasfilm. It's also what Disney has put all of its Star Wars efforts on. Uh, marketing, merchandising, and upcoming projects are all built around this show. Written by Jon Favreau and Dave Filoni, these two guys are the future of the franchise. Both proving to be competent writers and creators for this IP. Dave was made some huge Star Wars projects like the Clone Wars and Rebels, including the Clone Wars film, and also uh, worked closely alongside George Lucas for a number of years. Uh, Most know John for his work with the MCU, specifically Iron Man and the Avengers films, and helping producing a few others as well. Uh, He also worked on big films like Elf and Chef, and even having a small stint on the popular TV show Friends. Now, the cast for this show is stellar. Pedro Pascal, Carl Weathers, Gina Carano, Taika Waititi, Bill Burr, uh, Giancarlo Esposito, Ming na Wen, Nick Nolte, Emily Swallow, Werner Herzog, uh, Natalia, Tana, Clancy Brown, and Jason Sudeikis. Everyone does at least a good job in each of their roles. Uh, My favorite performance comes from Pedro uh, due to how hard it is to emote emotions about seeing your face the entire show he wears a helmet almost 99.9% of the show so there's only a very small student we actually see his face and how much emotion you, you actually get from him and out of the performance just through his voice alone and his body movements and you know the way he emotes himself that way is just awesome and I think it's something you don't really see that often so I feel like Pedro Pascal could be a great voice actor if he chose to my other big favorite for the show is Carl Weathers. I love Carl Weathers. He's one of my favorite actors. Um, I love him as Apollo Creed, and I love him in the Predator film. He's just great. Um, Clancy Brown. I actually one of one of my favorite actors. Uh, many don't know that Clancy Brown. Is actually the voice for Mr. Krabs. He played the main villain, the Kurgan, in the Highlander films. He does a whole bunch of stuff, and he's actually been multiple characters throughout the Star Wars saga. And he mainly voice acts, and it, he's just great. I really love him as, like, this demon-type guy. He looks cool. Uh, very similar to that demon alien as he in the Mos Eisley Cantina in New Hope. I think he's just stellar. I love how they went back to the heavy use of practical effects. It makes the world look and feel much more lived in. It will also make the show age much better long term. We also get really cool character designs like all the individual Mandalorians and the return of the Death Troopers from Rogue One, one of my favorites from that movie they just look so badass and i just like how all the characters in each episode have a specific look to them i think uh the episodes or the episode where you're on tatooine uh, i think they very much brought that you know the essence that you would get when you would see someone that lived on a desert planet i just think they understand what how they need the show to look so i really appreciate that this feels much more like a love letter to fans than anything in the sequel trilogy, and I'll argue that on so Blue in the face. It's just such a better, higher quality version of Star Wars. Now, the biggest critique I can give for the first season is that it can be a little aimless. The middle of the season just feels like he's doing some side quests before going back to this story. It's, it's really hard not to see that upon rewatch. It's just something that kind of bugs me. Now, don't get me wrong. I do like those little side episodes that he's just kind of getting along through the galaxy for a little bit. Um, I just think it's great, but it does kind of detract a little bit from the story and can mess up the flow a little bit. My favorite episode this season is the final episode. It has the best action, plus it has a hilarious scene between two scout troopers that grabbed a uh, gr- little well, baby Yoda or the child. I won't call him his real name yet till season two. Um, yeah, it, it makes me really want a parody show called Troopers in the style of Cops. It's so funny. Uh, there is a video of that style that is up on YouTube. I think you can still find it. You should give it a look if you enjoy that kind of stuff. But uh, Jason Sudeikis and the they're just hilarious as the two stormtroopers just talking. It's it's great. And I w- I would totally be down to see some sort of like mini series that follows stormtroopers and what they do on a day to day basis. I think it'd be funny if you do it in that style. Uh, yeah, Moff Gideon is also a terrific villain and really gives the show an, a true threat. Uh, yeah, I think he's just great. Um, I love how they brought uh, brought back the Darksaber in for the Mandalorians. Uh, yeah, it's just a great way to continue that plot thread from the Clone Wars. Yeah, I was super excited when they announced this show. Uh, I am a longtime fan of Star Wars, I've, I've, especially the Mandalorians. Uh, some of my favorite games you can play are the Knights of the Republic games, and that heavily involves the Mandalorians, especially with Darth Revan, him defeating the Mandalorian invasion of the galaxy. So I, I think they really did capture the essence of what makes a Mandalorian. Mandalorian. I love how they were kind of brought back to the main focus, because I will say I love Clone Wars, and I know the Clone Wars has a lot of fans, but the mainstream audience probably hasn't seen any mandalorians besides jango or boba fett so i'm kind of glad they gave them you know a little highlight to show some of the greatest warriors you can find in the galaxy um, I'm, I'm not so sure about the no helmet thing and whether religious zealous fits in um, but it's it's fine they, i mean i'm not it didn't like annoy me when they were like we can't take off our helmets uh, they do ad- address this in the next season, but I'm not going to get to that until I review the second season, but it doesn't really affect me And then when they're like, we can't take off our helmets. Uh, when I first watched this season before season two came out, I was a little confused by that, but I figured they, you know, addressed it in the next season, and they did, so I can't really put that in the critique, but I thought I should mention it. So yeah, um, i give this first season 8-8 out of 10. It's really great. That's a great love letter to fans. It's a great addition to the Star Wars canon. It's one of the best new Star Wars pieces of media you can watch out there. I really love it. Uh, I think I still really enjoy it. I've rewatched it a couple of times. I'm one of those Star Wars fans that just watches Star Wars and anything Star Wars related over and over again. So I really think it does have some really good rewatch value, especially when you can catch little things you didn't notice the first time you watched it look at all the little details, all the technology, any side characters, like look at all the different kinds of aliens to see. I think it's a great show and it's really fun to watch. It is definitely one of the better TV shows to watch currently. Um, it definitely made me keep my Disney Plus uh, subscription. It was the whole reason why I got it initially and it's kept me going since uh, besides, you know, some of the Marvel stuff and then bringing in, you know, older TV shows like they brought the Clone Wars Michael series. So, yes, I think the Mandalorian was a great step in Disney's eventual monopolization of all media. <laughs> so, yes. Well, I hope you enjoyed this review. If you did, I have a whole bunch of other reviews. I reviewed a bunch of other Star Wars stuff. If you'd like to go give those a listen, if you enjoyed this one, or if you know, I review all kinds of stuff. So, if you want to give the other stuff a listen. I appreciate that as well. I also have a Instagram page, Dr. Quacken and Movie Reviews, all kinds of shit on there. I also just recently started streaming on Twitch. Um, I'm ba- mainly going to be using that as like a Q&A type thing. Um, I'll have, you know, obviously gameplay in the background. And I'll just go on through. But I'm really just testing the water. See what other stuff I can do. Maybe I can make it entertaining. I'd like to. Um, I kind of wanted to try something that was a little bit different from this style. And see how, how it goes. So if you're interested in that, uh, go check it out. It's uh, twitch.tv slash doctor underscore quackers. Uh, 66, And that's where you can find me. Um, I'll probably stream a couple times a week. So, yeah, if you're interested, go give that a look. And please, help support my sponsors, Viking Fitness and Anchor. If you want to, you know, I'm an idiot. If you're also someone like me, just an average Joe, who wants to make a podcast, go right ahead. Anchor is the easiest way to do it. And please, especially during this, it's, it's flu season, okay? A lot of people have been indoors, not a whole lot of active people. Go check out Viking Fitness. It is Any time of the year is the best time to get in shape. But this right now, for sure, is definitely one of the strongest times too. So please, stay tuned. Let's face it, we all drop hundreds of dollars on shit that hasn't done much good. When was the last time you spent just $225 dollars and you actually profoundly changed your life? Answer, most likely never. Well, if you want your chance, here it is. If you are out of shape and have said more times you can count, I need to do something about this. This is opportunity knocking. You have approximately 3,640 weeks in your lifetime. 16 spent wisely can make whatever you have left better than you could have imagined. Get in or back in shape with expert guidance from a certified and experienced professional trainer. No crash diets, no bullshit, just results. Visit www.vikingfitnessnh.com, mention Dr. Quackers, and get 10% off your your custom fitness plan. Again, that's www.vikingfitnessnh.com. Thank you.